Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to KCBS In-Depth, a discussion of one of the topics making news this week. This is KCBS In-Depth. This is Jan Wall, and we are talking in-depth about the Academy Awards. I am here with Mayor Brown, my favorite person when it comes to how we're doing at the Oscars. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it strange? Is it bizarre? Or are we happy? I'm very happy about this year's Oscars because two of my favorite movies in the world are at the top. So, welcome, Mayor Brown. What are those two movies? Well, you should know. I've called you. I've, I've, I made you crazy with them. One was uh, Green Book. And do you remember that you and I, you said, this never happened, and we've done this for a long time. You said, um, I said, Mayor Brown, I like Green Book. And you said, I love Green Book. And you never said that to me. And the other one is Black Klansman, which I think is quite brilliant. Well, it was really well done. And I love the fact that it was picked up from a book done by the guy that actually lived the story, mm. and uh, for the first time, when it says based on a true story, it really is a true story. Many times, when you see that line, mm -hmm. it means some creative genius come up only with that title. Everything else is made up. Right. Black Klansman with uh, uh, my good friend Spike Lee mm -hmm. was dramatically different, and uh, it's too bad that, uh, as usual, when Spike Lee is nominated for something, there usually is a counterpart of equal quality. And in this case, it's Klanmans versus uh, uh, Green, Book. Green Book. Yes, that's true. Except he's never nominated. He didn't even get nominated for Malcolm X, one of the truly great Spike Lee movies. Uh, but this time, he's nominated for quite a few awards for this movie. This movie, I know people out there are going to tell me I'm crazy, but uh, Malcolm, um, I mean, um, you know, this, this film, uh, Black Klansman, really made me think of Citizen Kane. Now, I know you go crazy when I talk about old movies, but I'll tell you why, Mayor Brown, and that is because there's so many elements in it. You know, there's documentary, there's newsreel footage, there's all kinds of elements. You know, there's uh, kind of getting people to be together. It's it's just a wonderful, it just had so many elements to it. I love this film. Well, the storyline was, uh, was uh, so good, in particular when you uh, come with the reality that in fact these Klansmen who thought they were conducting themselves <laughs> in the utmost secrecy right. and we didn't even have the Russian hackers we didn't have any of those people doing anything you just had one little guy <laughs> misleading everybody in the world connected with people who wanted to do racist things and he walked them right off the wall mm -hmm. I mean it's just fabulous it really is, and I really hope both of uh, people out there will listen to Mayor Brown and Jan Wall as we say, see this film, Black Klansman. And, of course, Green Book. I mean, how do you not see Green Book? It has such a beautiful, uplifting uh, ending. It's just stunning. Well, Jan, you know, I think you have to start, though, with why the name Green Book. Mm -hmm. And it is, obviously, uh, for those of us who lived it, mm -hmm. 
At one time in America, people of color, black people, could not get accommodations in any place of convenience as you travel. And therefore, somebody came up with the brilliant idea of telling black people uh, where on any highway, on Route 66, when you hit whatever town you hit, you can find a place to accommodate. And believe me, it was the forerunner to Airbnb. And it was Airbnb for black people only. They were using other people's homes, etc. Well, the word Green Book was the basis, not Airbnb. And then the name Green Book became what this movie grabbed. It's fabulous. And very teachable. I mean, a lot of people are finding out that that's what the Green Book was. And those Green Books exist, you know. They're in museums. They're all over the place. So people know now what that was. Well, Jenny, it's it's interesting because my friend uh, Ron Conway, who was one of the capitalistic angels, so to speak, in the venture capital world, when uh, Airbnb first started, calls me up and said, uh, I'd like to show you something. And at that time, it was 15, 20 years ago, I went down to see what he wanted to show me. And when he walked me into this room, all these young kids were literally posting on the wall where you could find some place to live, whether it was in Berkeley, whether it was in Utah, whether it was in Iowa, whether it was in Idaho. They had all these things on the board. And he said, this is going to be the next way in which people are allowed to travel and find accommodations. I said, what are these white people now doing a green book? (laughs) So he said, what do you mean? I said, that's the way black people have traveled for years and years and years. And Jan, I didn't invest in it. I was just going to ask you if you invested. <laughs> no. Oh, Mayor Brown. And we're talking with Mayor Willie Brown. Uh, and this is In-Depth on KCBS. We're talking Oscars. <clears throat> now, let's talk about a, a few people who are going to be definitely winning this year. It's such an interesting year. I mean, a lot of the stuff I wanted to see didn't happen. But some of this stuff did. You know, usually I'll love something like Stan and Ollie about Laurel and Hardy. That's a really good one. It got nothing. Uh, you know, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor got nothing. Uh, but Black Panther, now what is this about? Black Panther, who, that is, uh, it's actually a superhero movie. It did great. And it's too bad that nobody in that movie has been identified as being able to act, right. apparently, right. by way of the nomination process. The film itself got really great a number of mm-hmm. potential awards, mm-hmm. but not one person in that movie got identified. I don't know how you can do that kind of a movie, have it so successful financially, have it so successful artistically, and then suddenly from an acting standpoint, non-existent. <laughs> non-existent. Totally. And then it's amazing how many people on the streets confuses Black Panther with Black Klansmen. Oh. <laughs> I've had people on the streets in San Francisco come up to me because they've read someplace I said something about each one of them. They said, you got it mixed up. I said, how the hell do I get them mixed up? Well, there's only one. No, I said, there are two. Oh, boy, because the, the, I think there's a good chance that maybe the uh, the, the cinematography, uh, the way it looks, Black Panther is pretty amazing to look at, but I agree with you. It would be nice if those others. Now, we've got a guy who lives in Oakland, and his name is Mahershala Ali, and he is just fantastic in Green Book, and I think he's going to probably take it home. People love this guy. So, well, mm-hmm. you know, he, he. I think he got ignored in mm-hmm. in uh, in, in um, uh, Moonlight. You recall that he was in that movie mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and and uh, he didn't get the accolades that he should have gotten. 
Well, but in this yeah. in this Green Book movie, yeah, the scenes that he is in and the manner in which he handles them and what he ultimately ends up doing and how grateful the wife is for oh. what he has done oh. and his relationship with his buddy, the bouncer, oh. it really brings home much of what you experience if you were black in the South before 68. Viggo Mortensen is so great in that role. I would just love these different kind of people to get uh, to win. But I th- I have a feeling uh, this is definitely um, Mahershala's and uh, then uh, probably some other people. Like, did you ever, did you see the movie about the vice president? Um, geez, I hate to call him that. Vice. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. And, and, and I suspect that uh, that actor, uh-huh. um, the way in which he put on the weight that mm-hmm. he needed to mm-hmm. put on and his studying the mannerisms of Dick Cheney. It just had to be unbelievable to be able to become Dick Cheney. He literally became that evil, horrible human being that Cheney turned out to be in his role as the vice president. Interesting for me, though, in that movie was how well his counterpart in that movie did. Rockwell did extremely Uh well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as George Bush. He really did capture the George Bush that I know. Uh huh. And he's from the Bay Area as well, Sam Rockwell. So that could happen too. This is a real interesting year. You know, we're not going to have anybody do the, um, you know, like what Bob Hope used to do and and Johnny Carson and Billy Crystal. We're not going to have that kind of host. And it's unfortunate because I, I really do think they ought to have Kevin Hart come back and do the movie. I know everybody was criticizing him for something he said that was considered homophobic um, by many of us uh-huh. years ago, uh, but he's a comedian. He wasn't, uh, I don't think, conveying real thoughts and things, and he has since that time period mm-hmm. been equally as committed to equality for everybody. And I said that because he did a movie that is well worth seeing yes the not, movie mm-hmm. that he's in mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the cranston uh, Kim, guy yeah yeah um uh, cranston yes yeah, um, and it's really well done and it is not a comedy right. that's the part of it that tells me this guy could have been really good this year for the oscars this was his time and that movie's based on a French film that's really good. But so, uh, yeah, I know. Well, it's tough, you know. I keep thinking of Bob Hope, who used to say, I was so lucky because I got to work with this guy. And he said, um, you know, I always wanted to get an Oscar, always wanted to. But welcome to the Oscars, or as it's known in my house, Passover. <laughs> I mean, he really <laughs> that, wanted that an Oscar. That was a great line that he used. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, you know, Car- Johnny Carson doing the Oscars mm-hmm. was always a good and then Billy Crystal, Crystal. Oh, doing the please. Oscars. We've had some memorable performances right. by people who have been the host. However, you know, the other night, the Grammys, just as an aside, mm-hmm. when they cast uh, Alicia Keys mm-hmm. in the role of being the MC right. for that part, many people said, you know, she can't do that. What are you talking about? And it turned out that she was absolutely spectacular. Absolutely, So yeah. I would say that the Oscars should have thought, just as the Grammys did, Let's find one of our talented human beings, in this case, particularly a woman, Mm -hmm. and hand her the role of coordinating all the activities. And I suspect the Oscars would make more sense if at least they had one guide. I don't think you can have a mishmash, as I think they are going to have, 
when they do it at the end of February. Okay, and we are talking with Mayor Brown, Mayor Willie Brown, in fact, and we are in depth about the Oscars. So what do you really want to see? I mean, I want to see, um, I, I really want to see uh, uh, the one that is uh, black, um, uh, black Klansman. I want to see that happen. Or, uh, of course. Well, no, I'm green. No, no, no. I'm green book. You're green I really book all do. the way, huh? I really do think. Green Book would, it would be Martinson my favorite. Viggo or uh, just the whole movie, the best film. I wouldn't that be great if it got the best film? If the best film and the two best actors. Yeah, or wouldn't that be great? It would be fabulous to do it that way. Now, I know that my friend Spike Lee uh -huh. will be very upset because he'll have the horrible experience of whenever he did the first movie, it got nominations and he didn't. Everybody says the movie didn't win mm -hmm. because Driving Miss Daisy right. at the same time <laughs> that had a black flavor to it with Morgan Friedman doing that doing that bit. Right, right. He comes like twenty five years later right. and he's up against a movie that also has the same kind of a black component to it. And that's this time it's the Klansman. It's just horrible for him to be stuck with that kind of thing being the Klansman versus Green Book. I've interviewed your friend Spike Lee before, and what's so nice is he seems happier than I've ever seen him. You know, he's got a little more jazz and a little more, um, you know, he's just not as, he often would get kind of uh, bitter. So I'm very glad that, I think he's glad that he got that nom those nominations. Well, Jen, he's a lot older now. Yeah. And uh, he really should have won years ago mm -hmm. for You Gotta Have It. Uh, that's yep. the first one that he ever right, did. And right. I guess he's done, what, 50 or 60 yeah, movies? Yeah, and Malcolm uh, X. Oh, since my then. God. And oh. it's interesting, some of his movies really make money. Uh -huh. A number of the movies that were highlighted this year didn't make a penny. Uh, not a penny. Green Book did make money. Plans mm -hmm. was made money. Black Panther made money. I'm not sure the favorites made any money at all. I'm uh, not sure the wife. I don't know if anybody did saw. You mean the Glenn Close movie, yeah, The Wife? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I think not, she's going to get nominated because it's something that women want. And what about Roma? People want to see this uh, movie about the Hispanic world in Mexico and what these people have to go through. And I think they're ready to see that. So that could be a possibility here. Well, just think about look how about how about the Asian movie. Uh -oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was surprised that didn't get anything, but what fun it was. It, was a, it, it was. was a very, very good movie. Yeah. And, and from an ethnic standpoint, you'd have to say this year, uh, the world of movie making did focus on ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And in delivering the message, it was not like uh, those old movies where you showed guys selling dope mm -hmm. and guys doing those kinds of things. You actually got involved uh -huh. with the actual lives of people in their own ethnic environment. This is Jan Wall, and I'm here with Mayor Willie Brown, my favorite person to talk Hollywood and show business and glamour, but especially the Oscars and this year's Oscars. So amazing, the, the kind of films we're getting here. So let's start, Mayor Brown, with the best picture, because there's so many unusual ones. What do you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was a fabulous film. As a matter of fact, I was out to dinner 
couple of nights ago, and some guy walked up and he said, you know, I didn't think about Bohemian Rhapsody when you first mentioned it, but I was on an airplane. And when I looked at the list of films that I could see on the plane, I pushed the button for Bohemian Rhapsody. He says, now I'm going to find it on a big screen. Mm-hmm. I only saw it on, on the airplane, but it was so good that it's my best film, mm-hmm. according to him and his choice. Was he a young guy? And, well, really? I think he was maybe 50, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but he was uh, old enough to have been around when that music was what you got rather than rap. Right. He was around when those persons performing. Right. And when, when that musician was at, at the, at the top of his game. Freddie That's Mercury, right. yeah. Was at the top of his game. And it really is, for me, uh-huh. the best rock and roll movie I've seen, period. It literally took me back to everything that I observed in the hate in the late 60s. Wow. That's interesting. So you really fought, uh, caught that reality of this film absolutely and i think that guy could win the best picture uh, best actor too i mean it's a very possible thing uh but people love this film people who didn't even know who uh we will we will rock you they didn't even know what that was and yet they, and they took it for that. granted they just uh-huh. assumed that somebody they really knew had done that and had made that kind of a hallmark for many people uh, under certain circumstances, but it wasn't. It was strictly where you'll see it in Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, you've got a lot of hip people now in the Academy. Things have changed in the Academy. So you've got more diversity, and you've got more people who know about people like Freddie Mercury. So I think you're going to see a lot of people going for this film. has a very good chance. Now, The Favorite, a lot of women love The Favorite because it's these two women. It's three. Right, and and it's this queen, (laughs) this crazy queen, and she's so nuts. And I looked her up, and she was really like that. You know, a little bit crazy. In reality. Yeah, yeah, Queen Anne. And so uh, that's a, it's a fun movie. It's a strange movie, but it's certainly worth seeing. And I'm glad that that got nominated. And then we were talking about Roma. You know, a lot of people love Roma, and it's getting a lot of Oscar Well, buzz. let me tell you why I think Roma presents a challenge for people uh, that it's not as entertaining as it would be. And that is because you have to read the script mm-hmm. along with the actors. And when you read as slowly as some people do, including me, it becomes a film that gets interfered with for joy because you don't always see what's being flashed on the screen from an image standpoint. You're trying to keep up with the dialogue by reading it. It is a movie that should have been in the category of best foreign film. Yes, because it's black and white. It's uh, it's something that uh, really feels like a foreign film. It is in that category, too. So I think it's got a darn good chance of, of getting that. Now, A Star is Born, you know what a nut I am for classic Hollywood. You're laughing. You know I'm nuts for classic Hollywood, right? And all four of the versions of A Star is Born, I'm, I'm a, I really love it, especially Judy Garland and James Mason. This one, not so much, just not so much, but I am proud of Lady Gaga. And believe it or not, the public shares your view in that regard because the earlier versions of A Star is Born got a lot more attention on the competitive world uh, of movies and cinematography, etc. This time, however, not so much as you said because only Lady Gaga really got... But I think they're ignoring the talent of Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. I think it was on real display and I think his play in the male 
lead in A Star is Born, he should have been nominated for something. Yeah, and I think he'll win something. Yes. Not sure what, maybe this song, you know, not sure what, but I think he will. Then we talked about Black Klansman, Black Panther, and Green Book, so we're right up there. You know, I look at books sometimes about the history of the Oscars because you know what a nut I am for classic Hollywood. And guess who's there? You. <laughs> you. You're everywhere. And you, you gave and you gave me the book. <laughs> I gave you a book, that's right. Because you, uh, you are everywhere when it comes to classic Hollywood. What was the most glamorous, exciting thing you ever saw at the Oscars? Well, I think uh, when I walked in, in on the red carpet, something I know that I had no business being on, <laughs> but I was stopped and interviewed and I go in and I was escorted to a prime seat right in the center on the aisle. All I was was the Speaker of the California State Assembly. There's no way I should have been there. <laughs> and it turned out that they had made a mistake. They had identified me as Quincy Jones, oh, the musical great. director. <laughs> and that was, I'm telling you, it was incredible. All evening, I was Quincy Jones for the whole production. He was backstage working, but everybody thought I was Quincy Jones, and I got the greatest treatment ever, including when I came out of the Oscars, and you know the horror is trying to get your car right. uh, through the process that they go through right. uh, with valet. Lo and behold, Mr. Jones, your car is ready. <laughs> I will never forget that. And Quincy and I became good friends as a result uh, of he, that. And what, in future mm -hmm. years, when I wanted to go to the Oscars, I always called Quincy and took his tickets. Wow, great. <laughs> he gave you his tickets. Yes, That's pretty he did. darn good. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're talking in, in depth about the Oscars with Mayor Willie Brown. I'm Jan Wall. And we'll just uh, close pretty soon. But I just wanted to say uh, I saw when I, I went to the Oscars a few times and I saw one time right in front of me uh, three guys, okay? It was uh, Roger Moore. It was um, Ian Fle uh, not Ian Fleming, but the, the one who played, uh, you know, uh, Oh, wonderful, wonderful actor. I'll get there. A Scottish, uh, I'll get there. Anyway, and then it was uh, another actor, and they were all just bigger than life. And, and they, were all from, they were all from... Together. They were together. You're kidding. Before, Every one of them of had me. been 007? Yes. Oh, you got them. Yeah, you kidding me. It was me. Michael Caine. Yeah. And it was also, um, it was uh, Sean Connery. Yes. So it was Sean Connery, Michael Caine, and um, Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. And I thought, <laughs> this is about as good as it's going to get. Except, Dan, let me tell you, Daniel Craig oh. is the real first James Bond since Sean Connery. Sean Connery doing, let's say, From Russia with Love. Yeah, love that. Love that, that was, you know, Dr. No was a good film involving the Russia. that franchise. Yeah, yeah. And then you came along, and it all the way to the time uh, that Daniel Craig and Judy Ditch did the movie together, mm -hmm. in which she ended up, obviously, uh, we ended up losing her. But they even brought back uh, the old vehicle that uh, James Bond actually uh, you know, the uh, 007 actually drove, and it's just uh, always a good franchise. I'm hoping in the not-too-distant future it comes again. Oh, me too. He's fantastic. And um, I think his, his Rachel Weiss, who is his real-life wife, uh, is up for the favorite for supporting actress. And, and, and she is a great actress, believe mm -hmm. me. Oh, uh, yeah. Most people don't really recognize her like they do Emily and some of the other women right, who are there, right. Nicole Kidman, mm -hmm. et cetera. Uh, but she is really. But what I 
find in the movie world. Ordinary people on the streets equate quality with what kind of movie, what kind of money mm-hmm. the movie earns. Most yeah. of these movies that are nominated earn no money whatsoever. The movies that earn the money on the upside, I think probably in the group of movies you named, mm-hmm. um, Black Panther, Black Panther yeah. made more money than maybe three or four of the other films mm-hmm, mm-hmm. combined. Mm-hmm. Roma made almost no money. But, but it cost yet, almost no money. Yeah, but, but it cost, that's it, right. right. The real, but Black Panther cost a lot of money. Right, because amazing. Of all of the kind of things that were done. But I got to tell you, though, those films still don't make a whole lot of money. Yeah. But they do have the quality that causes all of us to do what we're doing today. That's right. And you and I love movies, and I know you grew up watching movies. And when they're good, there's nothing better. Switching topics, let's talk costume design. All right. Well, you know, you started earlier. Uh-huh. You said something about we'll be watching what people are wearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the you world will, of yeah. movie making, uh, it's sometimes wonderful to have things that people can actually wear. Mm-hmm. In the favorites, for an example, none of what those people had on no. anybody could ever wear. And I've always said you really ought to be about not only doing the costume, but you ought to, from a practical standpoint, mm-hmm. figure out whether or not people can be can dress. The well, movie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you got to know that in Star is Born, the clothing in that movie was consistent with what people wear. What Bradley Cooper wore when he went on the stage in the condition he was in, it was clothing people can wear. Well, that, you, yeah. The, no costume rec- recognition, though. Yeah. None whatsoever. And the Rhapsody movie, mm-hmm. Freddie actually wore the clothes that he actually wore. Yeah. People can wear those clothes. Right. And oh, in the old world of Elvis, people actually wore the clothing that Elvis, as a matter of fact, they still wear. The clothing that Elvis had, you know, and, the, yeah, and, and and James Bond was always famous uh-huh. for what he wore. Uh-huh. And none of those movies ever generated any kind of accolades for uh-huh. costumes. I love to think about the really bad costumes at the Oscars, like the swan dress that Bjorn wore. <laughs> That's something we'll never forget, right? With the swan egg purse. And then um, I was there the year that there was a, a bicycle outfit by Demi Moore, and it was just god-awful. And, um, you know, it's kind of wonderful when, when bad clothes happen. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. In, 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 in an outfit that right. uh, was rated uh, a little bit on the risky you side. You think? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was, but, she, you know, she can do that. She yes. can do that. Yeah. She, oh, she could then. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure she can do it now. anymore yeah. because I just saw her on the Grammys. Oh. She did the Motown review. Why would you have Jennifer Lopez doing the Motown review mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you have Diana Ross being honored on the same evening? <sighs> uh, or if you saw the Super Bowl, you saw the national anthem being done by Gladys Knight. There are enough, and Smokey Robinson must have been out of his mind trying to sing along with Jennifer Lopez. All those things are what you 
don't get in the Oscars. <laughs> well, Mel Brown, I, I've been so excited this year because of those two movies. I just came running up to you, and I don't really do that that much, uh, being a Green Book and, of course, a Clan, a Black Klansman. I mean, that made me very excited about this year, so we'll have to see what happens. Yes, and we look forward. Yeah, so Mel Brown has been with me, and he is absolutely terrific. And I'm Jan Wall, and let's say hooray for Hollywood. Do 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 do. Do do do. You've just heard KCBS in depth, a news interview program for all news 740 and FM 106.9 KCBS. All star closer Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.